Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Mavs Outsiders post-game recap. I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Twitter, YouTube, Mind of Reese reviews on TikTok. Uh, still not back on Twitter, pending. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, the Bibbs Corner podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. And at M Bibbs on Instagram. Speaking of podcasts, the Mind of Reese podcast uh, just released a new episode this morning. A little late, excuse me. But um, yeah, new episode out this morning. We talked a bit about Black Panther Wakanda Forever finally because Derek finally saw it. Um, we gave out our awards for the NFL season so far. And obviously we did our recap and predictions. Just wanted to plug that. But... Speaking of winners, Dallas Mavericks, as you all know, had a 12 p.m. I mean, sorry, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game today in New York City. Location, Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. The Dallas Mavericks came out with a victory, 121 to 100. First game against Jalen Brunson since he's left the team. A lot of us probably figured Jalen Brunson was going to give us a mean 25, 30, somewhat even saying 40, which is a fucking stretch. But <clears throat> nonetheless, uh, the Mavericks defended themselves against daddy's boy, as y'all like to call him. I don't call him that. But uh, yeah, um, pretty good victory. Uh, it looked like in the first half that the Mavs were going to crumble, uh, something we've seen all too often in the last two weeks. Uh, but they came out in the second half looking like a different team. Bibbs, what you think about this game today? What you think about the Mavs' victory? Impressed? Not impressed? Just happy we got a W? What's up? Yeah, I'm glad we got the win, obviously. Uh, did not want to lose another game, first of all. Definitely didn't want to lose to Jalen Brunson. Do not need that energy in my life. Um, you know, it was an interesting game. There were some things to take away. We, we didn't have Christian Wood. So I know we just talked about it in the last episode, how we mentioned that we didn't expect to be able to beat anybody without Luca or Christian Wood. Um, and we did that not starting any narratives. Like I know some people are going to try to, uh, but yeah, glad to get the win. That's, that's all I can say. I'm I'm not going to be mad. My team won. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be upset or mad that that the team won. Uh, I wish we got off to a better start, but it's all about how you finish. Uh, I'm also not going to be all excited and amped up like this is going to start a new winning streak. I mean, it's it's a good win. Uh, a lot of guys play well. You love to see it. I just I want to see more before I start getting my hopes up. Uh, part of the reason that we were able to get this victory in spite of losing someone who can give us 20 points a night and Christian Wood was the emergence of a Tim Hardaway Jr. in this game who put up 28 points, seven rebounds, shot 10 from 17 up from the field, and eight of 13 from three-point range. Uh, this is his second 20-point game or third 20-point game in a row. Not 
sure. Actually, let me fact check that. Third 20-point game in a row. Uh, yeah, which, you know, it's, it's good to see. The first one, I thought it was a fluke. The second one, I was like, all right, show me again. Then the third one, I was like, all right, goddammit, like, now I got to stop taking your unders on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. But yeah, back to Tim Hardaway Jr. So, uh, what's, what's your thoughts on this Tim Hardaway Jr. run? I've seen some people saying THJ is back. Maybe it was the fact that we just needed to insert him into the starting lineup where he's playing more minutes with Luka. Do you think this is just a phase? Do you think he's finding his rhythm? What's going on with THJ? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> again, on the record, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, I wanted him to start at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm doing two things at once here. I, I wanted him to start at the beginning of the year because – He's gonna shoot when he gets the ball, right? Right. You know that. When he's on the court with Luca, Luca is gonna have the ball most of the time. Luca's gonna give him the ball only when he wants him to shoot, and that's when he's in position to shoot. So he's taking more better the better shots than than he's gonna take. He's still gonna take some dumb ones, but he's taking better shots when he's with Luca versus when he's not with Luca. And that's how you optimize Tim Hardaway Jr. I am perfectly fine with him continuing to start. I I don't need that to change at all. Um, do I expect him to give us 28 a night, 25 a night, 20 a night even? Probably not. But if, if he's one of our guys that's going to score points, I'm perfectly fine with him if he's starting with Luca. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not going to say he's fixed. I'm going to say we neutralize some of his bad habits by playing him with Luca. Um, I agree. Uh, like you said, not expecting 20 points per game out of him every night. Um, if he can give us a cool 16 points, be fantastic. 15, 16 points. Better than the 11 he's been averaging for the season. But in the last three games, he's not only – it's not only the fact that he's scoring 20 points, 22, 26, and 28 respectively. Uh, he's also shooting 50%, 45%, 58% respectively, and that's from the field. 45%, 42%, 61% from three, respectively. Um, efficiency is not something I really look for from Tim Hardaway Jr. I just need him to score the points. Now, efficiency does help. Uh, I've always told y'all when I'm looking at a Tim Hardaway Jr. game, I'm not looking at the efficiency because I already know half of his shots are going to be bad ones. So I'm not expecting him to go in. Now, I think this is more so a story of him finding his form as opposed to him playing with Luca. And I say that because th at this point in the season when he was playing bad and he was missing a lot of his shots, granted, Tim's going to take contested shots, but he was missing a lot of open ones as well. So he's already in position taking those shots. Now, granted, Luca gets players in better position. You have more time to shoot when you're playing with Luca, because the defense is collapsing on him. He's demanding double teams. But even still, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is a shooter, he's missing open shots. Obviously, there's something wrong there. So hopefully this continues in a way. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know if – I'm pretty sure I know your thoughts on it. I don't know the Mavs' thoughts on it. We never know what the fucking Mavs are thinking. But 
I would use this as an opportunity if he continues to play well to be like, hey, we got this guy we can move, you know, he's back in form. Would you like Tim Hardaway Jr.? Like, you know, to bring in somebody who fits better and we can actually use and rely on night after night. Because even with Tim Hardaway Jr., honestly, can score 20 points for the next 10 games. And I would still be like, I don't trust this dude because he's that on and off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it is nice to have Tim Hardaway Jr. playing well, uh, especially when we have guys like Christian Wood out. Uh, hopefully this continues. Hopefully the winning continues. But let's talk about some of the other guys on the team that played well because it wasn't just Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie had a decent game except for his shooting. Shot 6 for 16. Uh, wasn't great. 3 for 8 from 3-point range. Had 9 rebounds, 9 assists, and 17 points. Motherfucker almost had a triple-double. I'm doing something right now because uh, somebody said that they liked the Dim- Dimwitty, Luca, Tim Hardaway group, and I don't uh, because I feel like uh, Spencer gets – he's standing in the corner most of those possessions. Um, he is relegated to being the third guy because, again, Luca's going to have the ball. And then Tim is looking for an opportunity to shoot and Luca is giving him the ball when he pops open. So Spencer's not getting a ton of touches. So um, the guy was saying, you know, he almost had a triple double today. That group is great. And I'm looking and of his 17 points, he scored five of them while he was on the court with uh, Luca and Tim. He had a three in the first six minutes of the game. He had a layup to start the third quarter. Those are the points he scored. Uh, He did have four rebounds during that time period, and he had one assist during that time period. So, again, time on the court with Tim and Luca, five points, four boards, and an assist. Time without Luca and – and I'm doing the math here. Time without Luca and Tim, he had 12 points, uh, five boards, and eight assists. So, if he played (laughs) – bear with me. If he played 30 minutes, he played at least 13 based on what I'm looking at without them. Or 13 with them, I should say. And 17 without them. And the 13 with them, again, just to run back through it, five points, four boards, one assist. In the 17 without them, 12 points, five boards, eight assists. He gets, when Tim is on the court in that group, Spencer gets he's basically a warm body in my opinion we could get more out of that that spot by putting Josh Green there and then having Spencer come in off the bench because those first six minutes of the first half and the second half Spencer's not getting the ball and that's we could make we could make better use of those minutes he should still play 25 to 30 minutes, but stagger him a little bit better than what we're, what we're currently looking at. Uh, people want to talk about a scoring spark off the bench. That's why Wood has to come off the bench. That's why I wanted Dinwiddie to come off the bench. Again, going back to the beginning of the season when the report was that he was going to come off the bench. And I got excited. I was like, yes, put Tim in that starting lineup, have Spencer come off the bench. That makes a lot of sense to me. That helps us more so manufacture the ball handling issue 
versus um, having Luca and Spencer together, which did work because Spencer was the only other person that could shoot in the starting group. But now we got Tim in there, and again, we're we're putting all of our our perimeter guys in one bucket by having those three together to start the game. Um, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't move too fast on it. No, I don't think that's a rush, but you know, kid mentioned Bullock coming back into the starting lineup. When did I I don't want it to be for Tim right now? When did he mention that? Last before the last game. Why the fuck would he even like? I forget you're not on Twitter, so you're missing out on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He said, um, they asked about Tim starting or something, and he was like, yeah, Tim's starting for us right now. Uh, we'll get Reggie Bullock back in the starting lineup uh, soon or something like that. What does Reggie know? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. If Reggie was out of the lineup because of, like, injury, he wasn't injured. He got rest. He sat out a game. Tim started. They came back. Reggie stayed on the bench, and Tim continued to start. What's like – I don't understand. I don't understand what reason they have for, for putting Reggie back in the starting lineup. He still hasn't played well off the bench. You know what you need to put him in? Trade packages. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to talk about Reggie fucking Bullock. I'm man. sorry. We're supposed to be talking about Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't move too fast on it simply because I think they're going to – well – since that recent development, we don't know when Kimba is even going to play. Uh, he said in an interview during the game that he hopes to be playing next week. Right. We'll see. Um, I don't think he would have put a timetable on it if he didn't have his eyes set on something. So, if first of all, we have to we have to leap over some obstacles first. The first one: when is he going to play? Let's assume he's going to play next week. Okay, boom, we got that. How many minutes is he going to play? How much is he going to be in the rotation? Because let's say he gets 12 minutes a game, 10 minutes a game. It's not bad. It's decent. He can be that scoring off the bench that would keep Spencer in the starting lineup. Right. Now, Spencer's numbers are low with Tim and Luca, but that's probably taking some adjustment. I would like, that's why I said I would give it some time. If you do give it some time and things don't change, then I will look to, okay, put Spencer on the bench if Tim is still playing well. If Tim falls back off, keep Spencer in the starting lineup because Spencer was playing well before that, and then to put Tim back to the bench for maybe a Josh Green or if Reggie Bullock is playing better, insert him into the starting lineup, which most likely will not happen because he's a bump. But, yeah, uh I, I don't know. It's complicated. They got a lot of things to to think about. Um, I think the Kimball Walker factor uh, is important right now. I think that's what's like kind of the deciding factor on everything. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. I think we, I just, I feel like that's why Tim doesn't necessarily fit the team because he's affecting so many other guys. If we can have a wing who can come in, who can shoot, preferably play some defense as well, but him shooting the ball or scoring the ball doesn't take away from guys like Spencer Dinwiddie or a Christian Wood or, excuse me, a Josh Green or a Kimball Walker down the line, that'd be fantastic. And if we can move Tim to get that guy, perfect. But 
not sure who that guy is right now. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up. And there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP award. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making the case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year since Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year, it's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line. For any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and and, and, and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alperon Shingun, um just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But, hey. You live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I feel like I, I, I see your face and I feel like you're coming up with ideas in your head right now. <clears throat> I named one of those types of guys in my my by low category and that the contracts match. Was it Gary Trent Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um speaking of Gary, no, I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna do that. Oh. <laughs> I was about to go to something, but I'm not actually nah. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. So um, if unless you guys don't know, um, I tweet from the Mavs Outsiders account right now, uh, while my Twitter is clapped. 
Um, I usually live tweet games. I don't really use it as a personal page because it's still our podcast Twitter. I usually tweet math shit. Um, so someone tweeted us and multiple people. He tweeted Bibbs, the Outsiders, and two other people. He said, I'm going to fix Dallas. Let me get in the lab. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. I told okay. him to hold on to it because uh, we might do something with that. So you don't want me to read over it or you? No, nah, you can go ahead. Okay. Because <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to reply to it. At Moji underscore return. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the first part, but I'll spell it out. M-O-J-E-Y underscore return. He put together some trades. Um, He put together a whole off-season. This looked like a two-year plan. Okay? So, <laughs> so first of all, um, a lot went into it. You know, I... I appreciate the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. Creativity. Yeah, no, not creativity. The effort. The effort. Yes, the effort. A little slow right now. First trade, <clears throat> ironically, with the New York Knicks, Dallas Mavericks receive Evan Fournier in our first round pick for Reggie Bullock and Dwight Powell. What's Fournier's contract? Does it say? Three years, eighteen million. So, so he does have more years. So that will be. I think that's eighteen million a year, actually. Yeah, that would be a money move for New York. Yeah, and I guess they will be giving us the first to get off the contract because the Whites is expiring and Reggie is a team option expiring as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um. I guess I haven't watched enough of the Knicks to know if Evan Fournier is even he's doing it. Playing anything. like buns. Okay. All right. So he's playing like ass. They will be getting off of this contract that they have for the next three years to free up money this off season. Um, they will have to give up our first round pick in the process. Uh, do you think? Huh? I so said that would give us full power and. What's what's autonomy over our picks? (laughs) Yeah, actually. Um, so what do you think as far as as far as this move for both teams? I don't want to get into the details of it yet. Okay, so we just going. Yeah, just put the ideas out there if you want. Wet wet the whistle, if you will. You said you had an idea. We might do something with this. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go through them and not give opinions or details on it. And I might get him to give us some more. Like pitches, okay. On why he thinks they work. <clears throat> Do you want some of these? The rest of these trades he has described why the trades were done. Do you want me to read that or just read the the meat? Got okay. No potatoes. <laughs> okay, that didn't help. This, okay, yeah. Continue. <clears throat> Next trade. Uh, one of my reclamation projects. Markel Fultz. To the Mavericks for Tim Hardaway Jr., a 2025 second and a 2027 second. Next, the Mavericks received Justin Holiday, Jalen Johnson, and Tyrese Martin, and the Hawks 2023 first for Dorian Finney Smith. Next, Dallas Mavericks received one of Bibbs's reclamation projects. Gary Trent Jr. 
Christian Wood, straight up. Damn. Next. Mavericks received Daniel Gafford. Frank Milikina, the 2029 second. Next. Dallas Mavericks received PJ Washington for JaVale McGee. And the 2023 first we received from Atlanta. The what? Oh, in the earlier trade. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after all those trades, he has the whole rotation set up. Should I leave that alone or? Because I don't know what you have planned. So. I will leave it alone. Uh, okay. I can kind of pitch the, the plan now, I guess. Okay. Um, so what I want to do. Um, I was going to do this with just us, but we can make it interactive. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know a lot of you are, shout out to the Spotify Wrapped, where at least 67 people's number one podcast on Spotify. That's love. That's that's fire. Um, Should have made it 69. You know what? Uh, we are the top five podcast for at least 354 people and we're a top 10 podcast for at least 569 people that's tough again y'all really like us we're in the top 10 percent on spotify as a month with with followers like subscribers i guess y'all really fuck with us that's that's crazy to me and Y'all share our stuff. Top 20% globally as far as people sharing our episodes. Shout out Slovenia. Y'all really real out here. Slovenia is our number two country with the United States number one, obviously the UK number three, Germany number four, and India number five. None of that is surprising. Um, So y'all are listening. So since y'all are listening, I want y'all to put together some trades. Fix the Mavericks. Oh, wow. Fix the Mavericks. Put together some trades. You can DM them to us. Um, if you want to put them on the timeline, that's that's up to you. But you can DM them to us. Put them on the timeline. Read, send, do your trades just like our boy. We'll say the name one more time. Moji Return. Moji Return. Just like Moji Return did. Put together the, all the trades that you would do if you if if Nico Harrison left his desk open one day and you had a voice modulator that could make you pretend you were him and you snuck into his office, locked the door, barricaded yourself in there and got on the phone, put together all the trade packages you would do to fix the Dallas Mavericks, thinking short term, thinking long term, however you want to do it. Tell me what your strategy is, why you're doing what you're doing. And we'll talk about it on the on the uh, not this not tom- tomorrow's episode, but the next following week's episode. We'll talk about it. And uh, Reese, I guess you and I will do the same. Okay. I mean, I figured this is something we would have done closer to the trade deadline, but since he popped it off, I mean, we're doing a quarter quarter season check in. If you think the Mavs are fine, don't do no moves. Tell us. Tell, as a matter of fact, tell us. Hey, don't do no trades. Don't do nothing rash. Just tell us what your strategy is. You don't have to do no trades. Okay. If you just want to manipulate the starting lineup, do that. Whatever your strategy would be to get us to the playoffs this year, to get us in a good situation moving forward, let us know what it is. We'll talk about it. 
Okay. Like he said, you don't have to do a whole rebuild like Moji did. You you can make one small move. You can make a move for a role player. You can make a move for a draft pick. You can, like Bibb said, adjust the rotations, change the starting lineup. You can release Reggie Bullock. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Whatever you want to do that you think is going to fix the Mavericks and get this team back on the right path. And I think you already got the episode title for next week. We'll see. I mean, you kind of just said it. I'm like, wow, that's perfect. All right. But, um, yeah. But uh, do you have any other thoughts on this New York Knicks game? On this Knicks games. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about it. So, let's see. Luca had a weird game uh, early on in that first, those first six minutes. Again, the first six minutes of the game were goofy. The first quarter, really. First half, I guess, was kind of up and down. Uh, We had no energy to come out of the gates because our starting lineup doesn't have any energy coming out of the gates ever. Uh, Clyde was calling us out. Um, Clyde Frazier. I was listening to the Knicks broadcast. Dwayne Finney-Smith, 30 minutes of cardio. One for eight from the field. One for seven from three. Dwight Powell, I guess, gave us some good energy minutes. Uh, Josh Green stuffed the stat sheet, seven points, three boards, five assists. I was I was loving seeing the playmaking come back. Uh, two steals. He was two for six, one for four from three. Uh, <clears throat> Maxi was hitting shots off the bench, 13 points, three boards. He was five for eight, three for five from three. Reggie Bullock finished with 10 points. Don't ask me how he got 10 points. The last thing I remember is him airballing those last two three-pointers. What a guy. But uh, whatever, he had 10 points. JaVal McGee played four minutes, and all of them were terrible. Bertans played 747. Cardio minutes, 0 for 3. No other statistics accumulated besides the two fouls. And then we got to see Jaden Hardy. And we we got to see Frank Nilakina and Theo Penson too, but we got to see Jaden Hardy. Five points in a board. In his six minutes and 34 seconds, two for five, one for three from three. How did you feel about, about Hardy? Um, It was quick. Uh, I was excited to get him seeing some time. That's how I knew the game was over. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it that you said the white power should be? The human what? Victory cigar. The human victory cigar. Um, Jaden Hardy only played seven minutes, five points. Uh, he got up five shots in those fucking seven minutes. The boy was determined to show what he can do. Uh, I can't really gauge much off of off of seven minutes of play at in garbage time. Um, I saw some talks. I believe it was in the group chat. I saw some talks before the game that made me think he was going to get some minutes, but uh, I guess that was incorrect. Uh, no, my- he, Jason Kidd legitimately said he will get minutes. Oh, okay, did he predict that we was going to blow them out then? Because he sure ain't playing. Exactly. Never mind. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my prediction that he's going to play less than 20 games seems to, you know. Was it 20? I got it written down somewhere. 20 or 30? I thought it was 30. Yep, 30. Okay. Yeah, my prediction that he's going to play less. Well, shit, 20 might still be a thing. Uh, these were his first NBA buckets tonight. Um, not the first game he got to play in, but his first buckets tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they try to ease him in some more. Don't just throw him in, but ease him in a little bit more. I think we kind of did that last year with Josh Green at the beginning of the season. 
before um, Desmond Bain made his comments that that hurt the team's ego, and they said, fuck it, play him. And Josh Green just started balling out. Uh, ease him in. Ease him in here and there. Seven minutes here and there, maybe eight. If he continues to improve, up the minutes, see what you can do with him. But, you know, it was nice to see him out there. Yeah, I was hoping we'd see him in the beginning of the fourth quarter um, before right. it was officially official that we were blowing him out. Uh, we were up 20, I think, at that point, but kid wanted to drive it home and waited till we up 30. And actually, he waited a little bit longer because he didn't put him in at the, thir- at the up 30 timeout. He waited a couple more minutes. Other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that he's with the team. And I do, I, I do want to see more of him. Uh, it sucks because our next few games are against the Suns, Nuggets, Bucks, and then the Bulls. So Jeez. he's only getting garbage minutes. That's not, that's not going to do it for me. Yeah, nah, he he can't play against against the Suns and Bucks. Nah, hell no. Nah. Uh, it's like dropping an infant off a cliff and say, "Fight the wolves." Like, <laughs> nah, man, we can't do that to that kid. If Tim is bricking, if Bullock is bricking, I want to see him. Okay, then, yeah, at that point, it's like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, we got to try something. That's where I want – that's the way I want it to go down. And that's the way these these minutes need to be distributed amongst these twos and threes is yeah. if you're not doing what you, we need you to do, then next man up. Like, I don't know why we need to be married to giving any of these guys 25 minutes. We don't. I don't think anybody on this team um, should be guaranteed over 30 minutes except for Luka Doncic. Accurate. Everyone else should be like, you get minutes depending on how you play, which is why I was so frustrated when Reggie Bullock was still getting like 30-something minutes a game and out there doing cardio. That was my main issue. Exactly. If he's hitting shots, by all means, play him. Absolutely. If he's not, short leash. Yeah. Right. Shorter leash. I won't say short, but shorter leash than he's had. It, it's not. It doesn't. It made no sense that he was playing thirty minutes and throwing up bricks. We haven't proved anything, right? We this season, I would say someone else who's earned it is Spencer Dinwiddie, because Spencer Dinwiddie has proved for the majority of this season that he's a positive on the court. Yeah, I was going to say Spencer Dinwiddie guaranteed twenty five. Luca. Yeah, that's that's 30. that's cool. Twenty five. And, and be, beyond that, uh, uh, maybe Wood guaranteed twenty at least. I would guarantee Wood 25. 25? Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, yeah. I, I would guarantee Josh 20. You would guarantee Josh over Tim? Yeah. Okay. That's fine yeah. with me, too. Um, I would guarantee Tim 18. How about that? <laughs> I was going to say 15, but I'll do 18. And then from there... Maybe Dorian gets a guaranteed fifteen, but again, I, I think I give. I think his minutes need to come down as well. I give Dorian a guaranteed uh, more than Tim. Because the thing with Reggie was Reggie was bad on offense, but he was also bad on defense as well. Dorian is still pretty good on defense, but the the shot just okay. I'll allow it. What's happening? It's tough, man. We in a we in a tough spot trying to bounce back. Um, it is still the beginning of the season, so I'm trying not to panic too much. The thing is, you don't want to put yourself in a hole like this 
in the beginning of the season and have to fight back in the second half because we've done that for the past two seasons. We've always said, man, if Luca comes into the season in shape, falls out beginning of the season, we good. And we finally get that and we're fumbling it. Like we're leaving that dude out there to dry. Not saying Luca is exempt from all blame because Luca has some bad games too. He has some moments where he needs to be better. But for the most part, it's the others. A lot of people don't want to admit that. A lot of people want to be like, you know, they want to put a lot of blame on Luca. It's okay to say it's the others. Yeah. You're not going to sound like a fucking shill or a Luca stand if you don't blame him for something. It's okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I got some quotes from Jason Kidd. Oh, great. Uh, I'm only doing the safe ones. Um, Apparently, Luca took the game ball and gave it to Jaden after the game since he scored his first. What did he do that for? Huh? Fuck he do that for? He scored his first points. Oh, okay. Nice leader, I guess. Um, and- a game ball, though? The fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all getting soft out here giving the game ball to a motherfucker that scored his first points in garbage time? Fuck is we doing? What he supposed to do? Give him a piece of the court? Like, what we? He got to give him something to commemorate the game. Like, hey, good job on your first bucket. Moving on. Like, the fuck it's are we doing here, man? It's team building, chemistry. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's a great leader. That's why I'm not a leader. <laughs> Jason Kidd on Tim Hardaway Jr.'s recent hot shooting. Since he's been going, he hadn't had to create anything. It's just been catch and shoot. He's been open. We were running a few plays, a couple of pin downs to get him a different look that way. He's put in work. Yeah, exactly. That he ain't thinking. He's just catching the shooting. That's Wouldn't the you know? Run some, play, run some plays for a motherfucker, and things might start looking better. Let's see. Jason Kidd on the 24 three-pointers. We shared the ball. We played the right way. The ball wasn't sticking. We're a team that lives and dies by the three. Today, we made them. A lot of beautiful basketball passing up a good shot to get a great shot. Does he realize that we're a team that lives and dies by the three is not a good thing? I, I don't think he does, which contradicts his statements from last season where he was like, I'm trying to get away from that. But <sighs> all right. Let's see. Not worried about these Tim Hardaway Jr. quotes. Not worried about this Tim Hardaway Jr. quote. That's all like uh Mavs PR. The Mavs hit 24 threes at Madison Square Garden. Third most by visiting team in MSG history. Former Nick Tim Hardaway Jr. hit a season-best eight threes, which marked his most three-pointers ever at MSG, which I assume includes when he played for the Knicks. Yeah, it has to. The Mavericks attempted 61 three-pointers against the Knicks, with this, which is tied for the fourth most in a regular season game in NBA history. The most ever was by the Rockets, who also who shot 70. Uh, they also had the number two spot at 68 and the number three spot at 63. They are tied with us for the 61. So we are literally the Rockets. And you know which Rockets. Yes, Chris Paul, James Harden Rockets. Um, let's see. Before the Jaden Hardy three, Grant had tweeted that uh, our 23 three-pointers was the uh, fourth time in team history that we had 23 made three-pointers. Wait, repeat that? 
before the Jaden Hardy three. Yeah, uh, Grant um, made a note that this was the fourth time that we had twenty three or more three pointers made in a game. The franchise okay. record is twenty five. Okay, from uh, is that last year? No, the year before last. So twenty four is right behind the, the, the team record. With all that said, I'm establishing that this was not normal. And I need everybody else to accept this was not normal. This was astronomical three-point shooting that got us this blowout. And I really, I, I really just want to leave it at that, honestly. Not much left to say after that. I just don't want y'all to get y'all hopes up because if we come out flat the next game, it's going to be a completely different response from y'all. So that's all. Anything else that's left to add? Nope. Uh, we got the weekly episode tomorrow, right? Yes, we do. Uh, I think y'all, it's actually our 150th episode. Boy. God damn, how we get to 100? You realize I'm only like, I'm like 10 weeks away from the 100th episode of the Monterey's podcast. (laughs) How did we get here so fast? Recaps. Yeah, that's true. The playoff games and such. Yeah, you're right. That's 18 with the playoffs right there. Yeah, you're right. Man, 150. We got to do something special for 200. Well, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Um, well, let me, I'll put this out there. Fuck it. It's the Christmas season, folks. Uh, that means people are buying gifts, spending money, and we want some of that money. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not the way you plug something, but go ahead. Hey, I'm keeping it 100. So uh, we got to, we got, we're going to increase the merch on the site here shortly. Uh, if there is anything in particular that you would want with the Mavs outside of logo on it, we might even throw some other shit together at some point, but you, you got to tell us what you want. We want to make sure we're giving you what you want. Currently, we have what the hoodies and the stickers. Um, we can do more. Uh, we can do Mind Reese. We can do Bibbs Corner. Uh, we can do Mavs Outsiders. I had somebody ask for a zip up hoodie. So the zip up hoodie is definitely coming. There's anything you want, phone cases, uh, don't whatever it is, a car decal, like whatever you need in your life, whatever type of thing that you you like to represent the Mavs Outsiders brand, let us know. DM us, tweet us, whatever. Let us know. We will. We have a lot of stuff that we can do. I just personally have not known what we should do. (laughs) So, yeah, just let us know. We'll get it up. Pause. Yeah, big pause. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess with that being said, we'll close this thing out. Like he said, weekly recap will be tomorrow. We have something special planned for that episode, so make sure you're on the lookout for it when it drops Monday morning. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to the next. Well, not look- I'm not looking forward to the next week, but um, yeah, <laughs> we'll get into all of that tomorrow. Um, signing off. Peace. Peace.